Hi everyone, it's Dylan. Yeah, this is a separate introduction. It's not an ad, and it's not the episode. Uh, I just wanted to give y'all a little heads up. We are, if you, you mean you saw from the episode description and the episode title, that we are talking about The Devil's Rejects. And if you have any familiarity with that movie, you know that it has a lot of incredibly graphic uh, imagery in it, which we will be talking about. So if that's something you don't want to listen to right now, that's totally fine. You are an adult. We are here whenever you're ready or not ready, or if you just want to not listen to this episode, that's totally cool with us. Also, I realized uh, whenever editing the podcast that I cut out the mention of the name of the band in the intro section, the name of that band is Liars. So now you get um, what I'm talking about, what me and Kirk are talking about in the beginning of the episode. So two birds, one stone, content warning, joke, explanation. See y'all soon. Bye. I saw you got Mess on vinyl. I know. I love that album so much. Mess is so good. Whenever I was, um, uh, what is it? Whenever I took, uh, how much do you say without getting in trouble? Whenever I took to a leave when I was in Amsterdam, um, (laughs) I thought I walked by a bar that was playing, um, what's the song? It's like, awesome, bum, 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 bum. Oh my god, what's bow. that one? It's like the fourth song or something. Yeah, is it uh is it uh, Vox not no it's not Vox. It's not Vox turned dead. It's um I'm gonna cut it's not no gold. It's the one Dun 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 I know exactly which one you're talking about. I just don't know. Pro anti anti. Yeah, pro anti anti. That's the name. And I was just like, I'm gonna fucking die. I'm going to die. (laughs) This is awful. And out came talk. 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 Um, hi. Hey. Straight people movies, or or to or. do an impersonation of the movie we we are doing this week. Hey, hey, welcome to fucking straight people movie <laughs> shit, motherfucker, dick turd, you fucking horse, what? <laughs> and imagine we are uh, seven centimeters away from the camera. Yeah, <laughs> the entire time. Uh, welcome to straight people movies, the podcast where we two gays get together and we fucking suck some dick, and you fucking bitch. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> I'm fucking Willy Wonky in my chocolate factory, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you watch me be made for straight people. <laughs> we ask the question, fuck you. Yeah, why? 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 Fuck you, man. Fuck why? you. Fuck you. Fuck. I'm Dylan Garcia. <laughs> I'm Kirk Van Sickle. Oh god, this fucking movie! I know, dude. Um, we are week three into our Scared Straight series, where we talk about the straightest horror films in uh, every decade, starting with the eighties. We did the thing, masterpiece. We did Event Horizon, a movie, <laughs> and we're here today for the two thousands. We're talking about. That's right, the Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects, a movie. Which- <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we decided the the order for our Scare Straight series, the Devil's Re- actually our next episode we're probably gonna we're probably actually gonna change. The next we're episode. probably gonna change. We're gonna probably gonna change it. But this one was the most like, hmm? and then the more I, when I watched it and the more I thought about it, I was like, no, this is actually the correct answer for it's the two thousand. It, I think more so than the other movies we chose, it actually is a good representation of a lot of the things that horror was doing in the 2000s mm-hmm. what horror would end up doing more so afterwards. Correct. I would actually argue that this is an influential movie, which I wouldn't have said that before I watched it the other day. Oh, you can still see it's, uh, you know, it's fingers. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like this was kind of like a, 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 I don't want to say it was a hit, but I feel like people watched this movie and liked this movie and oh. talked about this movie back then. This movie made... 20 million dollars which is like not a lot but considering its budget was 7 million yeah it's pretty good 20 million is like the same shit whenever like like i think nomadland made 20 million dollars like right no it was like a mildly successful like indie horror film people 
liked it. And I, I, I thought it was his most popular movie, but mm-hmm. according to Letterboxd, his most popular movie is House of a Thousand Corpses, which I think is really interesting because mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. But I think the fa- it's a little bit more aesthetic than The <laughs> Devil's Rejects. Um and I feel like that is something that people are really drawn to these days. Um, I've ever told you my, my it's, it's a, popular now. I have a very dumb House of a Thousand Corpses story where I was like at a drag screening of Best Little Horror House in Texas. And if you know me, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's fucking perfect. But I was at a screening and they were giving away gift baskets of like wine and shit. And they were doing trivia. And the last question was like, what horror movie used the same house as the one in Best Little Horror House in Texas? And I immediately raised my hand. I was like... House of a Thousand Corpses. You're like, oh, I've Duh. read the wiki for Best of Everyone House of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, how do you know that so fast? And I was like, I mean, what other movie takes place in a house in Texas <laughs> besides Texas Chainsaw Massacre? One time I went and saw an Andre Zulovsky movie at Hyper Real Film Club years Love ago, it. and they did a trivia of like, what actor in has been in both a Steven Spielberg film and an Andre Zulowski film? And I immediately raised my hand and said Sam Neill. And I was supposed to win. I was supposed to win free tickets to something at AFS, and they never gave them to me. They were just afraid of your power. Honestly, yeah. You can listen to it probably about a month, but I was on this podcast called The Great American Pop Culture Quiz Show, and it's a very fun show. If you don't listen to it, I um, highly suggest it, but it's like a trivia sort of game show about pop culture, stuff like that. Um, spoiler alert, I won, and I kicked fucking ass at it, uh, but w- the last lightning round ever was a question about like bees in pop culture, and someone one of the, one of the questions was like, which Alejandro Jodorowsky character had a bunch of bees on his face or whatever, and I was like, El Topo, bitch. Didn't you ever try to fucking, ever try to throw me off of that Yodorowsky question, you dumb whore? Yeah, who the fuck do you think we are? You think I'm going to say Santa Sangre, bitch? No, bitch. It's El Topo. <laughs> I fucking, I love this podcast so much. <laughs> I love us. We're we dumb. Roll. We love, we yeah, roll. Yeah, we're let's, so cool. Let's talk about this movie. Let's go to the movie. Let's do this. Okay, let's do a little intro. I have a feeling that maybe a few of you haven't seen this one. Yeah, this might be a lower... Uh, a little more obscure. Love obscure. Love obscure. But today we're discussing the 2005 film, The Devil's Rejects, directed by Rob Zombie himself, starring mm. his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie, Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, Leslie Easterbrook, and Tommy Pickles herself, E.G. Daly. <laughs> Legend! When I saw her in the opening credits, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Um, and uh, the plot of this movie. <laughs> um, it's about a family of sociopathic murderers who go on the run after the police raid their murder compound. And are chased by an equally sociopathic murderer cop. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And that's pretty much it. And it's currently available to rent or buy on all platforms or your weed dealer's DVD collection, if you're oh, not yeah. afraid to ask. No. And don't I'm be sure afraid to ask. Your weed dealer is your friend. Or they will let you borrow they? it. Yeah. Okay. I saw some, there's a subreddit I'm on called Shitty Pro-Life Tips. And one of them was like, look for weed on Grinder because a bunch of gay people smoke weed. Oh my God. So true. Like, Honestly. I feel like kind of left out not being a weed smoker because i feel like all faggots are um sorry she's so, different that's, really annoying for <laughs> that's me. actually the name of the next lingua ignata album is all faggots are <laughs> all faggots are all faggots are oh i would love that that sounds like more like a shoe shoe ep name oh yes. um so the devil's rejects Devil's rejects. what did was this your first time seeing this movie dylan what's your it relationship sure with rob zombie in general I mean, you know, I burned through the ditches and all that good stuff. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't really watch these movies because they're like gross. Uh, this is the first time I've seen it. Um, and let's be okay. Kirk has seen over a hundred movies with me, and he knows that whenever I don't like a movie during it, I will very loudly sigh. Yes, frequently. Yes. Uh, this might have been one of those movies. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's not surprising to me. It's at all. not. I was like, this is just. It's not fun. Like it's just a lot of just like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, bitch. Like it was just like, I'm, and like I'm not. Let me be. Let me be the first to say, I love a movie. You know what my favorite genre movie is? Bitches fighting. Mm-hmm. 
this wasn't bitches fighting. It just wasn't fun. It's not. And I think what's weird about this movie is that it simultaneously has this very fun tone, Mm -hmm. but then it's like really disturbing situations. And I don't have an issue with that. I think that it could work. The problem with this movie for me is it's dialed up at 11 the whole movie. Mm -hmm. There's no peaks and valleys. So it's like, it's like not a good thing when we're watching a, it's like, I didn't find any of them particularly terrifying or like, I, I don't know how to word it. And maybe we should put a content warning before this. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll put one in the episode. But like, at the beginning. it's like, how can you make a scene? Like, how can the rape scene from A Clockwork Orange still be more disturbing, even though it doesn't have mm-hmm. actual really assault in it, than mm-hmm. like watching something where there's full on assault happening and I'm literally feel nothing because it's oh. just so over the top that I'm like, this is neither scary nor funny nor disturbing. It just kind of is happening. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think anyone weird. understands the movie that they're making, including Rob Zombie. It's it, it's like I appreciate the movie because I think it's like clearly being made by a, a singular person. Oh, yeah. With very singular vibe and taste. And I, I respect him and his movies for that. Mm. But like it just I don't know who this movie is made for. I guess white zombie fans. Yes. Well, it's like this, uh, I mean, growing up in the swamp, I mean, everyone fucking knows, like, a kind of scummy goth person who, like, it's kind of the opposite of what you were saying and the the thing I may or may not cut from the beginning, but, like, the person who's, like, really into horror, but, like, kind of lower, person who's kind of, like, into trauma and, like, kind of, like, is in that culture, but kind of, like, the lower, I don't want to say clap, that sounds bad. But, like, I know, it sounds yeah. like we're being really... Like really patronizing. It, it, I know it does, but it's like, it's the thing where it's like, I feel like it's the same kind of person that's like, I like Thanksgiving. Right. Like this kind of like real, like kind of tacky, like ICP backyard wrestling, sort of like real, like kind of scuzzy and it knows it sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that's the audience is going for. And I guess like if you're in that audience and if you're into that, hell yeah. Love it, sis. It's just such a shame because I do think that the, like, art direction in this movie is, like, really cool and really yes. good. And I loved, like, I know that you've, you 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 texted me about the amount of close-ups <laughs> in the movie. And it's, like, but I, I actually really enjoyed the cinematography. It felt like it was shot, like, one of those, like, old documentaries from the 70s, like, Grey Gardens or, like, Gimme mm-hmm. Shelter. It has this, like, quality. There's a grit to it. Oh, this movie is so tactile. You can feel everything. You can smell everything. Yeah. Can, yeah. It feels hot. The it whole movie feels, feels really sweaty, hot and sweaty and bloody and gross. And I appreciate it's just it's just such a shame because I actually don't even dislike the dialogue that much. I actually think there's quite a few very funny oh, fun. lines. And I think it's like redneck to the maximum energy is really fun. I think it's mm-hmm. the acting that ruins the movie. It's all for bad. Me. It's the acting. Yeah. The acting's really bad. I think the only person that's I like Sid Haig in it. I think he's fine. Yeah, I think he I think he gets the tone. I think his wife is a horrible actress, and she almost ruins like everything he does with her. Unfortunately, yeah. she's not great. <laughs> yeah, it just there's just something about like it feels almost like evil, like tethered Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, you know, because it's like a, it's like really referential, and there's all these like very like clever quote unquote. I don't know if I'd use the word clever to describe it, but yeah. very funny turns of phrases and like sayings that the characters say in the movie. The one that stuck out to me the most is in the very beginning, whenever they're doing like the shootout in the house and the, the I don't know why, but like when the cop goes, are we fucking crystal? Uh, yeah. That. that whole part where he's like, we're going <coughs> to, it was like, we're going to bring the Lord and shove them right through their asses. <laughs> or like, I don't know, just stuff like that. I was like, it's, this is yeah. hilarious. And I loved to like when they went to like the brothel at the end and all the like neon lights and it oh, just so and, like I loved the editing with like the side swipes and stuff. I thought mm. it was really fun and I feel like it was one of the first movies I that I can think of that really went full retro like with its not only like setting it in the 70s but like its style mm-hmm. like being such a love letter to like 70s like exploitation movies. Yeah. 
this I mean, is this two is years still, before Grindhouse. This is before Grindhouse, and I, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I hate to compare <laughs> Rob Zombie to Anna Biller. <laughs> I think she would hate that. But like, you know, it's before like Viva and The Love Witch and like other mm-hmm. filmmakers who really like recreating a, a specific time and place is like their kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I like whenever horror directors kind of go for the '70s horror because I feel like there's. Four trillion movies that try to do the 80s slasher shit. I know. I'm so tired of it. No more movies set at fucking camps. No more. No more. I'm done. Over. It's boring. It's over. Boring. Yeah. I just think it's, um, yeah, the movies, the movie is very, the devil's rejects is really odd. I feel like everything about the movie is about, it's all about the last act, right? Like Mm -hmm. that is like actually the thesis. Like if you want to give him credit, I think Mm -hmm. we should give him credit. Yeah. I think the thesis of the movie is all in the last part. Like, yeah, I the think, point of the movie. Yeah, whenever whenever shit starts to probably happen, because, like, the things, the hotels, kind of, like, the entire kind of, like, end of first act, beginning of second act sort of thing, and it's so long. It's really it's long. endless And it feels, no like, reason. arbitrary and unnecessary. The only thing it really gets across is, like, they these are fucked up They're people. fucked up people. They're fucked up people, which we... I just feel like there was more interesting ways to show that. Like, they could have more gone, like, with, like, a Bonnie and Clyde or, like, Natural Born Killers approach, since it already has, like, a road movie vibe, right? Mm -hmm. And they could have gone, like, on a killing spree. I would have loved to see that. But instead, they just, like, concentrate on them, like, torturing, like, this, like, these two couples that are, like, in a country band, which I'm assuming was, like, Rob Zombie kind of, like, poking fun at, like, mainstream country pop. I guess. I think. I do love that he was like I, he just kept bringing up that he shook Johnny Cash's hand. Yeah, I mean, love again that. the dialogue. There's some there's good dialogue in here. I just think that like the the main characters. I think the goal of the film is that they're supposed to end up being likable, right? Like that's mm. the whole film, right? Is that you end up like wow these like murder rapists. <laughs> by the end of the movie, you actually are rooting for them because the cop is like worse. Yeah, than <laughs> them like, no, I'm somehow. just rooting for neither of them now. You know, and when they're being, like, tortured at the end and they're, like, begging for their lives, you kind of want them to escape. Like, you're kind of like, but they're more fun to be around, mm-hmm. sort of. I think that Rob Zombie depends too much on us feeling that way because they're not really that. I think Sid Haig is the most likable out of yeah. all of them. I liked it when he, like, terrorized that woman and, like, told that kid, like, I'm going to oh, kill my- your whole family. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to come back and you better have a good reason for why you hate clowns. Oh, uh, that. that was great. That's probably great. one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. He's so so you, you like him. And I guess well, he's, he's like, like a real actor. <laughs> yeah, like he's good. And, actor and you know what? I, I, maybe I sold Sherry Moon Zombie a little bit short. I don't find her very terrifying in the movie. No. But she's funny in it. And like, I feel for her. But goddamn, I hate Bill Mosley's character. He's just not scary. He's not funny. He reminds me of Will Forte in a bad yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Um, he literally is the last man on earth. Like, mm. on the last man on earth's tethered. <laughs> He's Jane Campion's tethered. It's so weird. I it's... like don't get it. And I think the whole part where he like is like sexually molesting that woman is just so like such a good and maybe we want to transition now like mm-hmm. into like 2000s horror with this but like yeah such a great example of like what 2000s horror was like all about yeah. which is just like torturing people i know it's so crazy because it's like we we end the 90s with six cents and blair rich project and it's like, right like these feel- beautiful paranormal mm-hmm. game changer films right yeah like you think there's gonna be like this big seismic shift and like shit that happens and then the beginning is like the ring and J-Hor and the grudge. And it's like, oh, well, no, actually, this is going to be the direction it goes. But then 2004 comes and our good girlfriend, James Wan. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people might be surprised that we didn't do Saw, especially if mm-hmm. torture porn is going to be kind of one of the focal points of this episode. But uh, Saw's been kind of like co-opted by the gays. Yeah, Saw's is for the gays and the girls. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I feel like. <laughs> straight men loved Saw and then as the years have passed on and it became like I feel like so many films from the 2000s are going through this weird journey where they're like they're great and then they're bad and now everyone's like reclaiming them again yeah as good and I feel like Saw's one of them and I feel like but the people reclaiming Saw are like film Twitter like women and like gay dudes are all like yeah Saw rules oh yeah Saw is fucking fantastic. I love... Well, our good girlfriend, Carrie Elwes, is so good in it. Yeah, he's great in it. I mean, the villain is a puppet. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love a puppet? Everybody loves puppets. Everybody loves puppets. <laughs> Did you ever watch Scream Queens on VH1? Uh, yeah. 
I just like hate Ryan Murphy. So. No, not that Scream Queens. Not the not the. Oh, you're uh, talking about the reality TV show on VH1. VH1, yes, where they had. I did. Where the girl that one got to be in like Saw Four or whatever. Yeah, and then the thing with her is, <laughs> she was in the hospital and she was I can't remember what she says, but she's like, "Look what he took from me!" And she like raised her arms and there's no hands. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember. I remember. I watched that entire season of that show, and I remember that they had to do the monologue from the Blair Witch Project. Now I, I'm gonna plug this, but I did okay. recently do a list for our movie club website, movieclubatx.com, mm-hmm. of the 31 greatest horror films uh, performances of all time. Fantastic list. And the couple people that have uh, talked to me about the list, which is not very many, so <laughs> y'all need to look at the list. Okay, I worked very hard on it. It was very good. Um, it it's very good. Um, one person said that the boldest choice I made on the list was by putting Heather Donahue from the Blair Witch Project as number 15 in my greatest performances of all time. And I don't see why that's controversial. It's not. It shouldn't be. She's- she is the blueprint of what makes a great found footage and or mockumentary style horror performance. And no one's beat her still. Incredible. People literally, the marketing for the Blair Witch Project is that the actors were not actors, that they were real people and this was all real and they died. And they sold that shit for like a month before everyone found out that was all a hoax. And Mm -hmm. if their acting wasn't good in the movie, then nobody would believe it. Yeah. And that's another example of a movie where I feel like you have to really tune your brain to enjoy it because you have to, like, go into it being like, people thought this was real. Yeah. Like, thought this was a real. This is like a snuff movie, essentially. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's impressive. And her monologue, even though it's been parodied a million times, is amazing in the movie. And I remember... So bringing it back to Scream Queens, I remember that was one of the episodes was that they had to recite that. They didn't have to recite it. I think they had to improvise in the style mm-hmm. a Blair Witch Project. They couldn't and, get the rights to Blair Witch Well, yeah, of course not. But that girl that won, I remember mm-hmm. she killed it. And I think that's why she won. Yeah. But she's yeah. really bad in the movie. Oh, she's terrible. I mean, remember Chester Bennington is in the last one. He's in Saw 3D. I never saw that one. It's really tough. I think I've seen Saw's one through six. Yeah, and I think six was supposed to be the last one, and then they did another one after that. Yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that one. The one where they're like, um, all going against insurance is great, and like the insurance industry, fantastic. That's cool. Maybe I should watch yeah. that one. Yeah, they're great. I Wait, no, I think saw, that's Saw Six. I think that's Saw Six, right? Yeah, that's the last one. I, that, that one yes. was good. Yeah, no, that Ish. was really good. I mean, that's how I feel about all of them. Saw Five is bad. Uh, saw Four is okay. Saw Three is. Saw 3 is the most disgusting one out of all of it them. The only time I've almost thrown up during a movie was... So, maybe one of the reasons why I have such a high tolerance for fucked up shit is because I used to get really high all the time. Did we have this discussion already on the podcast? I feel like we did. I'm having deja vu. I don't know. Maybe. maybe we just Have I discussed how when I used to do drugs when I was younger, I used to watch like fucked up horror movies and shit? Oh, yeah. That's probably why I don't get stoned anymore. Yeah. Anyway, one time I got really fucked up when I watched Saw 3 with my friends. <laughs> and um, I also, the first time I had a gay sexual experience was to Hostel Part 2. I am mm-hmm. psychotic. Um, <laughs> but like Saw 3, there's a scene in the film where a guy is being drowned by uh, rotting pig carcasses going through a meat it's grinder. So fucking disgusting. That almost made me throw up. But the one that really got me is there's this one guy who's in this like bone crusher machine. And, and the crucifix sort of thing. Yeah. And it like, oh. and it like goes one by one and like mm-hmm. twists off every single one of his limbs. And I literally like think that is maybe the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in a movie. Other than that famous scene from Martyrs in the bathtub. <sighs> Girl bitch. Girl bitch. I will oh, never rewatch Martyrs. It's oh, a, like a, it's again. like an amazing movie. I'll never watch it again. I made a friend and past and future guest of the pod Kyle Romero watch it and he was he texted he was like Dylan do you hate women? And I said no, of course not. Um you're like know. I am women. I am women. <laughs> exactly. Uh but how but yeah, so saw really defined the rest of that and I think and then people have talked about it and people like smarter than me had talked more about how like kind of the rise of torture porn and sort of mainstream. It's a post nine eleven thing. Right? It's a post nine eleven thing. It's totally, kind of the right? yeah, our Abu Ghraib normalization of like seeing that shit on like Good Morning America uh transcended. Into it gave us film. I think it gave us a bloodlust. Yeah, it did. And that's when you have movies like fucking like Hostel, Cabin Fever. Although is Cabin Fever before Cabin Fever I think is before Hostel. Is it? Cabin Fever is so fucking gross. Cabin Fever is disgusting. 
Um, it's so funny because I feel 2002, like 2002. 2002 is actually Cabin Fever. When I like, so my yeah, my yeah, 2002. That makes sense. So yeah, yeah. it was before. I think that my introduction to horror was more like the paranormal thing, right? It's like I saw like the Sixth Sense and like mm-hmm. the Ring and like I think my horror taste has divert like that. That is like the spring off point for me, mm-hmm. right? But I do remember, like, in the 2000s, like, growing up, like, meeting other horror hounds, including my first boyfriend and, and a lot of my friends. Like, we connected on horror, and I feel like the movies we would all watch together were more of, like, the fucked up torture porn, like, yeah. gore stuff. And that was, like, really popular at the mm-hmm. time, even though now I would say I'm not into that sort of thing at all anymore. Which is why watching The Devil's Rejects again was so weird, because I loved it so much, I remember, in high school. But I remembered it being way more disturbing than it was. It's like it I didn't feels realize like it I, was funny. Yeah, I texted or t- texted Alex. Alex was right next to me. I told Alex I was like, I look like it looks like I made this movie. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the budget was seven million dollars. Like I don't know where it went. Like I think it went to Freebird. Probably <laughs> I think six million of it went to which Lurch you Skinner. gotta admit that seems. That was great. It's I also, so funny. I'm reading the Wikipedia page, and the last thing it says is, as a song plays on the radio, declares they can't change. They speed toward the barricade, guns blazing as the police. Yeah, I think it's very important that it's Freebird. I, I think, think it's the, yeah. The it's whole not point a song. It's Freebird. It's fucking Freebird. <laughs> it's fucking Freebird. <laughs> um, I love the ending. I think great that ending. there's a lot of really cool choices that Rob Zombie makes as a filmmaker. For example, I think he's like the only filmmaker that can do a choppy slow mo and not go to jail. <laughs> um, because yeah. I it, it like weirdly works for me with him, mm-hmm. like because it's just so like low budget, gritty, like mm-hmm. student film. It reminds me of like old, like like the Last House on the Left, like mm-hmm. Wes Craven, well, like that kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Obviously, is his biggest influence. Um, if you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think it's one of those when we talked about last week. We were talking about um, what did we bring up? We were like, oh, it was uh, Hellraiser. It's like, have, how many people have actually seen Hellraiser? How many people have actually seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, I agree. Fucked up. It's really fucked up, and, and it's, it's like really funny fun because the movie's not even really that like gory or like violent, like really that violent. It's mm-hmm. really just fucking. It's just like a it's very like clinical. It's like it's very frenetic and like yeah. There's just a lot going on, and the editing is insane. It was very ahead of its time. I think it was almost mm-hmm. like psychedelic, like a psychedelic film. Yeah. Sort I remember of. there being no music in that movie. I, I, there probably is music. I don't I just, think. I, I don't really think there is. I feel maybe like it's just wrong. silent the whole time. Like it just seems so. Like all you hear is just screaming. And it's, it's it so feels wrong gross. while you're watching it. It yeah. has that quality that like The Shining and The Exorcist have, mm-hmm. where you're like, this is like a cursed movie. Yeah, I should this be watching. Like, this. I should be watching this. this is yeah, bad. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is amazing. It's clearly everything to Rob Zombie. You can tell that mm-hmm. like everything he does is. But the the thing with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That that movie has over the films I've seen by him, and and, and I want to say this right here, right now. I'm a Rob Zombie like apologist. Like mm-hmm. I like I think that even though he's never made a great movie, I think he's an interesting filmmaker. Oh yeah, and I enjoy all of his movies to a certain degree, just because it's like they're just so unique. Well, I brought him up before, but I think you and Kyle are the two defenders of Halloween too. Oh, Halloween two is so good. It's not his best movie. It's better than The Devil's Rejects, I would say. Mm. Um, but his best movie is The Lords of Salem. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was actually kind of getting to this. The thing that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has is it has build, right? It's got a really mm-hmm. – people forget this, but this Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, first, like, hour, like, is, like, kind of slow and plotting and boring. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of filmmakers – like the House of the Devil is a good example of a movie that really takes that vibe and like amps it up by a million. So it's like really slow. But I like a slow build in a horror movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think the problem with The Devil's Rejects is it's like, it's literally shootout, guns blazing, a minute in. Yeah. And it never really has a moment to breathe. And it's like mm-hmm. an hour and 45 minutes. It's like a longer movie mm-hmm. for horror. Oh, yeah. And it, Event Horizon, 84 minutes. Yeah. Like, but felt longer than The Devil's Rejects to me. <laughs> yes. But it's just interesting to me. I think that, like, why I like The Lords of Salem, and a lot of people hate that movie, but I think it's really cool, is that I feel like it's his most restrained movie. It's like okay. you get all the aesthetic stuff that you, like, enjoy from a Rob Zombie movie, but with a, a, a little, like, a lot less of the theatrics and the, like, ah, yeah. shit, fuck, motherfucking, <laughs> ah, like, thing that he does, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting because, like, this is, I want to watch... 
the third one in this movie, the the three from hell. Oh yeah, I heard that I'm like curious. that one is like like fans of the like the Firefly the trilogy. Firefly family like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they release it only three days through Fathom events, which is honestly major. <laughs> it's so funny because I, I feel like House of a Thousand Corpses has become more popular, right? And I it, people in uh, Letter because it's been forever since I've seen it, but Letterboxd, everyone's like, oh, it's so cartoonish. It's way sillier than mm-hmm. The Devil's Rejects. And I'm like, I remember scenes from the House of a Thousand Corpses being like really disturbing. <laughs> like, And The Devil's Rejects is like Looney Tunes shit. Yeah, it's I like, think House of Thousand Corpses is even more Looney Tunes. I actually want to rewatch it because it's like I had okay, such yeah. a different reaction to it being young because I was yeah. so like, oh, blood, rape. <laughs> this is so horrible. You know, I hadn't seen Sallow yet. So, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know. You haven't seen Come and See. How bad it could be. Like, yeah, I hadn't seen yeah. Come and See, honey. <laughs> so I didn't know how bad it could get. Um, but rewatching The Devil's Reaches, I'm like, this is a comedy. This is yeah. like cartoonish. Yeah, this is my friends made a movie in their backyard. Yeah. And I would say, like, I know it sounds like I don't like the movie, but like, and I know you didn't like it, but I, I, like it. I think I like enjoyed it. I, I liked it. I mean, I'm glad that I watched it. It's an interesting. It's. Uh, I didn't like the movie, but I, I like Rob Zombie's kind of voice. Yeah, and I think it was interesting. I didn't enjoy it, but I think it's one of those things where it's yeah, just like, there's something wrong it. with all of his movies, mm-hmm. which I think makes him more interesting. Look, I like someone who's like passionate about something, and you can tell he's like passionate about this like weird ass dumb story. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like he's really asking us to like fall in love with like a band of like disgusting, not fun to be around merry murderers. Yeah, but somehow <laughs> makes it kind of work. Yeah. Just from movie magic, just from storytelling. It's yeah. really a testament to movies. Like where it's Honestly. like, if you spend enough time with anybody, you're weirdly going to start liking or relating to them in some way. Well, it's the thing where it's like, okay, like a movie, like you start out whenever you watch a movie, everyone, you start with this base level of empathy for the characters. And like, I feel like you kind of have it in the beginning where it's like the opening shootout or whatever. It's very like, these are my, this is my family. Got, I love, oh my God, my son just died. Oh God. Oh I feel like there is that empathy in the beginning, and then the second that big shootout ends, it's like you actually see the characters like, oh wait, these people fucking suck, and I hate them. Yeah, they're not. They're not. It, again, it's like if it's supposed to give us like in a Clockwork Orange kind of vibe, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's why that movie is brilliant to me because it's like Alex and his like droogs or whatever are like so horrible. And they do so many horrible things, but you weirdly kind of want to be in their gang, like when you're watching the movie, because oh, they, they look like they're look having so a blast. Cool. Yes. And I think that's what makes it disturbing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Devil's Rejects, it's just, it's it's like too, too something. It's too something. It's too and something. You just can't, you can't. And I just hate Bill Mosley in it. It just, <laughs> that whole uh, like molestation and like. Uh, the scene with like the two guys, I was just like, oh god, this guy is horrible. Like, not even in a fun way. No. He's just like not fun to be around. It's just he's just like it's just so much. He's just like, I okay. So I'm friends with a lot of like improvisers and I do improv and stuff like that. And like there are people who you can tell who are like just too fucking into improv and like comedy in general. And it's like one of the where they're just like constantly doing bits. Like you're at the bar and they're doing bits to the bartender. I hate. Like shut the fuck up! Like no, shut the fuck up! We're not on stage. I'm much more Be into a like person. a depressed comedian who can just turn it on when they're on stage, and then otherwise they're just sad. And that's why you love your co-host. Dylan yeah, Gracie. that's why I love you, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean. Like people that are yeah. always doing bits. I've met oh, people. God. I've met gay men that are like that. Ugh. That do the bit all the time, and I'm just like, this is exhausting like, to be around. So fucking tired. They're just like, oh, honey. I mean, I know we do Oh Honeys a lot on this podcast, but it's just like, you can't do it at brunch constantly because Well, it's I'm like tired. when you're terrorizing like strangers with your like, like your weird cringe comedy that they don't know th- that you're doing. It's oh. like, then you're just being an asshole. You're being like, the thing, the thing with an improv and the thing with like theater and comedy and all that stuff, whatever, and performance in general is that the audience signs an invisible contract of consent. Where it's like, I'm going to this theater and I'm going to pre- watch this performance and I'm going to enjoy the performance on the stage. But the second you're out of that removed, that environment, that consent's gone. Oh, absolutely. And then it becomes a matter of consent. And I know, I feel like consent is one of those words that it's like we've. It's like trauma. Like, it's like trauma I, I where truly like need kind of, that to be also blocked on Twitter. Yes, honestly. <laughs> but it's like, it's a thing where it's like, it is, it truly is. It's not like the same level of like 
consent, like sexual consent, that, but it is like a, a level of consent, and it's oh, like I you agree. can't fucking do bits all the fucking time. Yeah, no, yeah, no, totally. It, it, and I'm assuming that like that's how you feel about what's his face, what's his character's name even. I don't know what anyone's name in this movie is. Truly, ba- I, baby, baby. Oh no, babe. I know baby. And then there's the clown. Oh yeah, he's Captain Spaulding. Captain Spaulding. Bill Mosley. His name is. Oh, uh, can we talk about that film critic scene? Because that was funny. Okay, that was fun. That <laughs> the was like fun. pretentious film critic. Loved it. That was me. <laughs> I feel like what I like about Rob Zombie's movies, like just because I feel like I've talked so much shit about this movie that I need to now give it praise because mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. Um, is I like that. I feel like I know who Rob Zombie is after watching that movie. Like oh, I feel yeah. like his voice is so clear in it, and like you mm-hmm. get where his stance is on like movies, on art, on like everything. Like yeah. it's all there in the movie. It's oh, it's yeah. cool. I like it. Yeah. There's no one really like him in horror. It's like yeah, James Wan's great, and I love like Mike Flanagan and like Ari mm-hmm. Aster, but like no one has fun with horror like Rob yeah. Zombie does. It's fun. It's, I think, and it's like. Uh, I can't believe we've gone 50 minutes and 10 seconds in this podcast without talking about the most fun person in this. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Leslie Easterbrook. Oh, I know. I know. Her scenes are like the only (laughs) time in this movie where like it's over the top and it's actual camp that I can enjoy is her scenes with the sheriff. We will get into those in a minute. Oh, yeah. You already Let's, know what category we're putting know. that in. Oh, you already know. That's right. This next one. Why do straight people love it? No. Uh, why do straight people love this movie? I mean, we've kind of gone into it already. It's like, it's scuzzy. It's, it's scuzzy. It's gritty. It's gross. It's, it's campy in bad. the way that straight people like. Yeah, straight camp. It's, it's like, gross. It's sweaty. It's nasty. It's one of those things where you watch. It's like it feels like a dare watching it, but like if you're 15. Yeah, it's very like, yo, bro, you want to watch this fucked up movie? Have <laughs> you ever seen that tweet that was like, I was on a date with a guy and he, he was like, hey, you want to listen to something weird? And he put on Float On by Modest Mouse. Stop. It's like that. Stop. <laughs> it is very that, though. It's very like Baby's Diet Coke Sallow. Yeah. It's, uh, what did we say was Baby's first movie once? Didn't we? Baby's first Requiem for a Dream, Donnie Darko. It might have been Donnie Darko. Yeah, we were yeah like, Donnie Darko is definitely Baby's first baby's movie. Baby's first art house movie. This might be Baby's first, like, underground horror movie. Like, underground movie. Yeah. Not underground, like, I don't know, stalker. I mean, like, underground, like, outside of the Hollywood system. Right. And not art. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. like, da- it's a dangerous movie. It's danger. But that's the problem I have. That's my biggest criticism of the movie is that it thinks it's way more dangerous than it's it is. It's not dangerous. It's not. And maybe it's that's not. just because so much fucked up shit has come out in the <laughs> 2000s that, like, when you think about it, it's like, pff, Martyrs is, like, way more fucked up than this. Yeah. And it actually, like, has a point and, like, is actually horrific, you know? <laughs> Martyrs is... If you haven't seen Martyrs, Mama, first of all, get the fuck right. Dang, I should have waited to make that my gay wreck. <laughs> How well. is this... I mean, honest, I'll cut it out. No, nah, I've already talked about it, like, three times. It. <laughs> yeah, it's too much to edit. Um, um, why do straight people love this? Um... I don't want to say like <laughs> I don't want to say something weird that's gonna make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> but I will say that like a lot of two thousands horror movies are filled with a lot of like sexual violence, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was. I mean, I think that was kind of one of the draws then. Unfortunately, yeah. for a lot of people, was like, like wanting to watch some shit. really fucked up shit. Specifically, fucked up shit happened to women. I mean, it even happens in like, let's just be real, with, like with Gaspar Noah's Irreversible. Yeah, <laughs> which is like unfucking watchable. No, like literally, there are lists on the internet of like top ten most gratuitous like rape scenes in a movie. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like that is like a thing people like. There's a whole subgenre rape and revenge, you know, like yeah. an exploitation film. So it's like, Last yeah, I think left, it's a weird, sick, depraved thing that like people. Don't enjoy. I don't. Hopefully, people don't enjoy it in that way. But I think they enjoy how disturbing it is. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. If you watch like I Spit on Your Grave, which is like so fucking disgusting. Yeah, and like just like scut, like actually like what this movie is trying to be, and it's just like dark and stuff. I think once you add like humor into it, it becomes honestly, as the comedy expert in this podcast. Um, but as like all the humor, it tries to be funny, but it's like Rob Zombie's not a comedian, right? And he's. I think if he just made a straight horror movie, it would be far more interesting. I the agree. He tries to make it l- like put levity into it. It's like, oh, this like sucks. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I guess I appreciate. It's like I don't know how. To- 
it's such a weird topic, obviously, to be yeah. like, how should sexual violence be done in movies? But um, but I do think that it's like there's a ro- there's room for humor with it if it's done right. Like American Psycho, I think mm-hmm. does it right. Um, I appreciate that there's a levity in the movie and that it's cartoonish. It's almost like a Tyler the Creator song, like in a movie form, sort mm-hmm. of. But at the same time, it not it makes the stuff that happens in the movie not disturbing, not scary, not fun. It's like not it's not anything. It just yeah. is happening, and you're like, ew, this is gross. Yeah. And it's not even like I don't even think it's that gory. Like I wish it was like gorier. Yeah, it should have been. I I remembered it being way more disgusting. Like than fucking, it, like maybe it was disgusting, the, but make it be the end of Alain Tuliel. Oh Jesus Christ! Which is just like, or like the end of Evil Dead, where it's just like this is like a red filter over the fucking lens. Like yeah, right, like Suspiria. Yeah, maybe the end, literally the end of Suspiria. It's it's just not enough, and so that's why straight people love it because it's just doesn't commit. (laughs) Yeah, right. They hate commitment. Hate commitment. Um, I think, and um, just not peek behind the curtain, but just zoom out. Straight people movies. We are a encyclopedia and we are a, a list of people of straight people movies. That being said, I do not want to do it next week. And I'm saying it on the record so that whenever we talk about what we're seeing doing next week, uh, I don't want to talk. We about are it. not doing it. I hate it. I it think is so that fucking it boring. is the most overrated bad horror movie I've seen in the last five years. It is an incredibly straight person movie. It's so bad. So fucking straight. It takes like a story that I guess is supposed to be like meaningful and turns it into some sort of like actiony CGI filled thriller and it's terrible. It's so bad. However, it is it is one of the most influential. I don't want to say influential, but like is fucking st- fucking straight people fucking love it. You know, when you fucking locals were fucking Pennywise for Halloween. Terrible. Anyway, we're not talking about it. It is a straight person movie. We'll probably never do an episode unless we run out of episodes to do. Right. That being said, straight people fucking love scary clowns. They fucking do. It's like the one villain that we haven't claimed. It's like vampires, gay. Gay. Frankenstein. Werewolves. Gay. Oh, Frankenstein. Werewolves. Gay. Witches, obvi. I don't even need to say. But I feel like all classic villains are gay except for a clown. A clown is four straights. That's why ICP Mm -hmm. claimed it. It's mm-hmm. why there was clowns throwing rocks off the freeway five years ago, wherever the fuck that was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And people was like, scary clowns in the woods. What the fuck is happening in 2016? It's just like, it's a straight people thing. Mm-hmm. And any straight people love clowns and they love killers with animal masks on. Oh, a bitch. Yes. What the? F- why? Why? What is wrong with It's you? not scary. What is this 1920s bullshit? They oh, love yeah. the 1920s. Oh my God, it comes back to the Great Gatsby. Wow, <laughs> our brains. No, because literally it's like when I think of clowns, I think of like carnival. I think mm-hmm. 20s. I, well, think I think that's the thing that's kind of actually kind of interesting in, in The Devil's Rejects. I don't think it's meant to be interesting, but it actually kind of fucking is interesting where it's like the pop culture that they talk about in the movie is the Marx Brothers. Right. Is shit from like the 30s, the 40s. Very it feels very like it's not in the movie but like very Betty Boop sort of that stuff. And like that is very those those are big touchstones in kind of like lower class people, lower class communities for that and like especially I'm only talking from experience like when growing up in like lower class uh, town and yeah, he's not like talking this. at it from an academic point of view. People, no, talking about it from ex- from my lived experience. <laughs> but whenever I'd go visit people in their fucking like swamp houses, or whatever, we would always be watching what was on the rabbit ears, and it was always like shit like that because like that's you don't have cable, you have what you can pick you have up TCM. from the air, yeah, TCM, and so that's why that's why a lot of these reference points are, like still from like kind of the forties, the fifties, in the thirties, forties, fifties. And that's like a, a thing of people who of like in poverty class or whatever. And I think that's interesting. It doesn't at all examine that, but I think that's where clowns come in. Whereas like clowns is a very like fair thing. And it like is. That's what that's what you do. They all come to every small town. A small town. Yeah. You're not going to the fucking you know Fellini retro ret- whatever it is retrograde retrospective. There we go. You're going to the fair and you're throwing fucking balls at the milk jugs. That's so I never even thought about that way. And I think that's a really good point. I do think that like clowns and a lot of like that carnival or like fair aesthetic, like is more of like a small town, like so, yeah, especially you go to the Southern circus because that shit, those tickets are free. Yeah. It's free entertainment and it happens mm-hmm. like once a year and it's like an event. Like everyone in the town goes, it's really interesting to me. I wonder like you could make an argument that like people from like lower and lower middle-class backgrounds, like 
have more of a connection to that sort of stuff. And then like, mm-hmm. especially if you look at it from a horror lens and it's like a lot of like middle class and like rich people that love like, like techno horror, like mm-hmm. the ring. And like, then you got your like pretentious shit, like video drum and shit like that. And it's like, yeah. cause or what's scary, like- what's scary is like something coming into your like suburban safe quote unquote space and terrorizing yeah. you. You know what like I mean? Like a ghost, like a ghost haunting your right. Victorian house. Yeah. Right. It's never a ghost haunting some poor person's house. It's no, always yeah. some rich it's person's house. Like, yeah. We just built into our new brownstone and there's a ghost in there. It's yeah. And, or like yeah. a home invasion. Well, someone, I'm sure someone has already done it. There's a yeah. lot of like, but I would love to read an essay about like horror and class. I think yeah, it'd be fantastic. So it'd be really fascinating. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I think the movie, if it was more intelligent, and I don't think the movie wants to be intelligent. Which no, is like totally <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No. But I think if it was, then like, yeah, that's, it would be there. Yeah. I do love the soundtrack, though, to the movie, even Sounds though it is great. a very straight soundtrack. Leonard Skinner, baby. Yeah. I mean, as a Southern, as Southern boys, it's like, mm. they're, it's like, even if you don't like Leonard Skinner, like ZZ Top or like CCR or things like that, like you love it because mm. it's like, it's nostalgic. Oh, you it's like what your dad s- listened to. It's what your mom listened to. It's what your uncle yeah, you, listened to. You, you know? put on the rock radio album radio station. And you hear that smell. Great song. <laughs> I don't really know the, Ooh, the names of, of, of the songs. I like CCR, uh, but they're from California. Great. So they don't count. Yeah. They're like sweet home, Alabama. Oh yeah. Well, I love that movie with Reese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, um, I, I was going to bring up like back to like ghosts and like kind of lower class. Have you ever seen, I think I brought it up for a second, like a passing earlier, but have you ever seen the skeleton key with Kate Hudson? Oh yeah. That movie sucks, but it has a very good ending. Well, yeah. Get out that's... like kind of has a similar <laughs> story. Uh, yeah. Get out, get out, walked. No, wait, no. Skeleton, skeleton key, key stumbled, <laughs> stumbled. So get out could run. <laughs> Yes, but the skeleton key, interesting failure, fantastic movie about. That's my favorite of- thing about the horror genre is no matter mm. how bad of a movie you're watching, that's horror. It was always to me worth watching for the oh, most yeah. part. Yeah, I feel like all other genres. If you watch like a bad drama, you're like that was a waste of my fucking yeah, you watch time. Ammonite, you're like this is boring ass movie. Yeah, or like a comedy that's not funny. You're like I literally could be doing anything else. But yeah. I feel like a horror movie is always worth watching. Oh yeah, you're always gonna get something out of it. Yeah. Like, I watched 13 Ghosts last night. It was a fucking horrifically ugly movie. So stupid. So horny, even though it's about a family. (laughs) Um, And it was bad, but I thought it was really fun to watch. Yeah. So. Horror is great. Yeah. Horror is great. We love horror. Scared straight. Straight people movies. Straight people movies. We should Uh, just keep doing this, but there's not very many straight horror movies, so. There's not. We're we're at the bottom of the barrel, Mama. Uh, Yeah. It just sucks, because I feel like. For 2000s, like, all the great horror movies really, like, we, so we chose The Devil's Rejects. One of the reasons why is because, I mean, The Ring, gay. Anything mm-hmm. J-horror, K-horror, like, no. Yeah. It's, like, too fragile and delicate Sarah to Michelle be straight. Sarah Michelle could not star in a movie and it be straight. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely not. Um, and then, like, yeah, The Descent. Mm-hmm. Lesbians. Gay. Orphanage, gay. Let the right one in, very gay. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, The Strangers, gay. Joanna Newsom's in the fucking music. Yeah, girl. it's gay. So really, we really only had Rob Zombie, or we could have done like Hostel, and we chose Rob Zombie, and I think yeah. we made the right choice. <laughs> you're fucking welcome. For all the people that like watch the pod or watch the movie for the pod because of the pod, like you're welcome. We didn't do Hostel. Yeah, right. Like if you think The Devil's Rejects is bad, you're like, why am I watching this? Like my boyfriend walked out 15 minutes into the movie, so um, he was like, fuck this movie. Yeah, good call. But um, but yeah, no, like Hostel. Well, actually, I saw someone review that I like respect on Letterboxd review Hostel and say it's actually really good. Okay. And I'm just like, I might give it a rewatch. It was fucking disgusting whenever I saw it. It's gross. Um, Speaking of disgusting, is there anything gay about this movie? Uh, Um, yeah, yeah, I think Um, so. Let's we'll start with the small ones first, and then we'll dive into the big one. Um, I think E.G. Daily flossing. It's like one second in the movie where they're like in the saloon or whatever in the beginning. She flosses like her teeth. She flosses her teeth. It truly is like a frame, and I was like, gay. E.G. Daly is so E.G. Daly's pretty gay in it. Yeah. I like that a group of, like, serial murderer rapists, like, come into her brothel. And she's like, hi, honey, let's have a good time. Like, <laughs> queen. Like, but she doesn't give a fuck. She's Tommy not scared of nothing. No. Oh, God, no. A um, prostitute in small town Texas has seen everything. She's seen it all, Mama. She, yeah. I mean, just like Dance in the Dark. Uh, 
speaking of seeing it all, um, there's a a scene like and there's like kind of like a or not an orgy, I guess whatever. They're just having, you know, they're they're just having a good time, having a good time. Uh, And there's a part where it's just like a kaleidoscope. Jesus, cute. Love it. That whole love entire, it. like, I loved the whole, like, last third of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Once they get to the brothel, once, honestly, once Danny Trejo shows up. <laughs> yeah, he's he's so great he's, in it. He's so good. Honestly, the worst, the shootout's fun. Everything that has to do with him torturing that group of people for no reason no. is bad. And then after that, it's a, it's a fun yeah, it's movie fun. again. Yeah. But we say the best for last. Yes, let's, let's talk. Oh, my mama. God, Mama. Mama, mama, literally. Literally Mama, Mama Firefly. Mama Firefly. Bitch. Woof, Mama. Bitch. Bitch. Camp. That truly... I, I like to think that Rob Zombie didn't even direct the actress. No. I like to just think that she just did all that on her own. Oh, she was fully speaking tongues, Mama. That was She felt the Holy Spirit come through her. I have never... the The line between sex and violence... In Rob Zombie's movies are mm-hmm. constantly happening. Uh-huh. The only time it was actually provocative and fun and scary and cool, like it did all the things he wants, mm-hmm. is when he killed the sheriff kills Mama Firefly, but, and she's yes. like fucking having an orgasm while he's like stabbing her. <laughs> that is like what I think Rob Zombie's movies are all about. It is it's the that. second best scene set in a large jail cell. Other than Malignant? Other than Malignant. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, She's incredible. She's fucking high camp. Her makeup, she has about four inches of makeup on. She kind of does look like what's her face from Wild at Heart. (laughs) She looks looks like Diane With the makeup. Yeah, it's incredible. It's caked on. It is fully drag queen makeup. It's fantastic. She's just like... (sighs) With her tongue. I didn't understand a word she said. She's like... (laughs) I had subtitles on, so... (laughs) She had that whole part where she's like freaking out. She's like, well, why'd you go follow Sheriff? Why'd you go get him then, Sheriff? And she's like, ah! That was like, that was high art. Excellence. Excellence, mama. We love. I want to do, at the end of the, uh, this is another time of where I uh, make decisions, not decisions, but bring suggestions to Kirk during the podcast. But whenever I'm assuming we're going to have to do a lot of banked apps toward the end of the year, whenever you're moving and stuff, I want to do an awards. Oh yeah. Ooh. For like the movies we've seen so far of the year. Yeah. Like on this. Oh, that sounds so fun. We should totally do it. Oh yeah. And I also want to do like a top. Like straightest scene, gayest scene. Oh yeah. Gayest character. Oh, yeah. Straightest character. I mean, we got the doc. We'll put... Oh, oh yeah. We're doing that. That sounds She's so in fun. contention. But yeah, Mama Firefly. Her scenes were truly... High camp. High fun to watch. And, and, when, and you felt you felt it when her presence was she, gone. She brought some pathos to the movie. She did bring some pathos to the movie. Because I mean, who doesn't barely... love an old, dusty horror of serial murderer rapists? Mm-hmm. You know, a matriarch... Who loves her when, children no matter what and lets when them. When she recreates do what the they Pieta want. at the beginning. She does recreate the Pieta. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. With her giant, giant son. Were their masks in the beginning gay? No. No, that was true. That wasn't That's even. What I, I did like the idea of that you could literally just put some metal over you <laughs> and it acts stronger <laughs> than a bulletproof vest. Yeah, it's, it, it sure does. And until it doesn't. <laughs> until it, it doesn't. Um, that was one of those things where it's not it's not gay. It's, just, it's gay because I like it. Yeah. There <laughs> really the wasn't, of... like, other than Mama Firefly and, like, maybe, like, the horrors, of course. Um, uh, the, of course everything about this movie is really straight, including Sherry Moon Zombie's character. Oh, She's, yeah, like, God. a total straight boy fantasy of a woman. Mm-hmm. She's, like, if, I don't know, Cheryl Crow was, like, a slut. She's like a raunchy Sheryl Crow with her ass hanging out. Yeah, and what she's if Sheryl like, Crow did an 0304? <laughs> if Sheryl Crow did... Are you referencing the Jewel album 0304? Of course I am. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> You're going to smack me through the camera right now? <laughs> I can't. God. It reminds me of when I visited my uh, friend, um, uh, a friend of the pod, Will, who who's a listener, and he was like, sometimes you guys make references to things, and it's just like... Whew, over uh, my yeah. head and i'm like that's, that's part right. of our allure that's part of our charm mm-hmm. Look, we bring up you know how jewel. much stuff 
you know how much stuff I learned because I was like listening to a podcast or reading an article or reading something I didn't understand what it was. So I looked. Are back. we educating straight men? We're Is that the whole point the of our podcast? Could you? I can just imagine just a straight, just like. You know, he just got back. He had an okay Tinder date, got home. He's going to warm up some dominoes. And he's like, I'm going to listen to some music. My good gay friends over at Shapeful Movies, they recommended the album 0304 to me. I'm going to listen to it. Darn. No, if you're going to listen to a pop rock album from the uh, early, mid, mid-90s, early 2000s, you have to listen to Natalie and Brigley as Left to the Middle. That's right. That's um, a hidden gem right there. Speaking of hidden gems, let's go to our favorite recommendation section. Our I gay, do it every our fucking gay week. Rex, our it, gay Rex. Where, where we peppered them all in throughout the episode by accident. We sure did, but I have one that I didn't bring up. Okay. And I just put in the docket Dylan's Chaos Choice. I haven't done one in a while. Well, yeah, because you like to shock me. Like shock, or is this yeah. the one where I actually walk away? Uh, maybe not. It might not be that chaotic. Um, but it's a movie about uh, a loose family of sorts going on a road trip uh, who are very stylized mm-hmm. uh, and end up in a small town mm-hmm. and are being uh, chased by a cop who's just fucking obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. And that movie, of course, is Too Wong Fu Thanks for Everything Julie Newmar. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else, Crawl. Um... <laughs> okay yeah okay. you just let me I'll have let that you, one yeah i'll let just, you have it it's fine great movie if you haven't seen it, it's fantastic it is truly nothing like levels rejects but it's country it's got a little hot. country it's a, little a country more, like midwesterny southwesterny it's a little racist but... because rupaul at the beginning comes out in the confederate flag dress and her name is so uh, what's the name is it southern southern tension Rachel, Ten- it's Rachel Tensions. That's what it is. Rachel Tension. That is fucking hilarious. Fantastic. Southern Tension. What the fuck is that even a pun on? I'm trying to think of like a Southern fried gore film. That's... Like Black Snake Moan. I mean, I want, I love, I love that movie. Yeah, I, I wish it were gay, Moon, but, it's but it's not. not. It's not a gay Christina movie. Christina Ricci is close. Christina Ricci being in it is close. I'm sure most straight men didn't know who she was until she was in Black Snake Moan. So. <laughs> Um, oh, no, they were all fucking horny for her and as children and Casper. That was their first. I, like, I would hope that that would be like one of their like preteen crushes, but mm-hmm. I just don't think most straight men have good taste. So, <laughs> um, so I don't, I, I really, you know, I really don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't, there's this nothing pretty singular. It, well, yeah. And also movies that are like, like this are very straight. There's just yeah. not a gay version of this. Uh, there, I mean, I mean, I best little whorehouse in Texas. Best little whorehouse in Texas. I will have to bleep out the name of this. Uh, if you want to know what it is, slide into my DMs. I'll tell you. But okay, what? But yeah, it's a it's a very low budge drag queen kind of horror comedy movie. Honestly, that's actually a recommendation. So if that's you want to know what it is, yeah, I have slide I got my DMs. Nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing this time. Yeah. Wow. I really. I'm also, like, fried. My brain's, like, fried because I've been watching, like, a lot of movies recently because I always watch a shit ton of horror movies in October. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. It's really hard. It's hard. And, like, if I even watched a good one, like, I don't think I've even watched a good one. It's so hard once you've watched so many of them to find one that you really like a lot. It's always very exciting when it happens, but it's rare. It's rare. Well, we watched The Thing. The Thing was great. Yeah. But I've already seen that as a count. Yeah. I guess Titan. Girl. Yeah. Titan is gay. Devil's Rejects. There you go. Titan. That is our gay wreck. Titan. It's a movie about making a family. Yeah. There you go. Like a a, a weirdo family. And there's killings in it and weird sexual violence. and Also um, great music. And great music. And Yeah. um, yeah. A fantastic ending. I feel like Julia DeCorna would be very upset that we've compared her movie to The Devil's Rejects. I just oh, yeah, she knows. Like, she knows. I can I feel her coming to, like, snap me in half with her, like, She's... 5'10". Oh, my God. She fucking wore body. platform boots to fucking Fantastic Fest. It was so fucking hot. Yeah. I'm scared of her in a good way. She's so good. I texted Kyle Amato. I was like, She's here. She looks so hot. I'm bisexual now. And he said, Grow up. <laughs> He said, grow up, Dylan. Grow up, Dylan. Speaking of growing up, I think that's the end of the episode. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. We did it. Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects. Yeah, I, I hope y'all yeah. enjoyed. I hope y'all listened. Please listen. Yeah. It's- you know, I, I will say this. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to wait until I watch the movie before I listen. And a lot of my close friends that listen to the pod or like devoted listeners say that some of their favorite episodes are ones where they haven't seen the movie. Good to know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Love it. So, so yeah, I know I'm saying week- this at the end, but, you know. Listen, listen to it anyway. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Well, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia and Instagram at Garcia and the Letterboxd at Garcia. And my name is Kurt Van Sickle. And you can find me at Instagram, Letterboxd, Twitter at K-R-K-V-N-S-E-K-L-E. And if it's you don't fun. have a Letterboxd account, you should get one because it's fun. And I rate things and say pithy things in my reviews. So. I need to wait, and I haven't reviewed Devil's Rejects yet because I don't want to spoil what next week's episode is. Because people will send me screenshots of my reviews, but are you talking about this on the pod? Oh god, like, yeah. <laughs> oh god, and yeah. Now, we, and now we have to powwow about what our final movie is going to be. Yep, the oh, notoriously god. very gay tens. I know where everything god. was gay. It's hereditary. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Can't be hereditary. And Dowd's in that movie. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. And out came talk. 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 Today's oh, been so good. We only do good episodes. We only do good episodes. Do not listen to our Logan episode. <laughs> Yeah, that one's really Or our bad. first episode. Yeah, that one's also really bad. What if we did for episode 52, we redid Drive? I think we should. That'd I think it's so bad and it really annoys me that it's our most listened to episode. It really is the worst thing in the world. So yeah, we should redo it and then I'll replace it. It's so funny because I was so excited about it when I first listened to it. I was like, wow, this is really good. But now, now that I'm we like, listen now, or it's like actually good. Wow. It's like when musicians are like, oh, I like wiped my EP or early EPs clean off the internet. I'm like, that's going to be us with the Drive episode. Oh, for real. Oh yeah. We're starting an episode. Yeah. Like 28.